0: the open source creative podcast episode 40 the hunt for a mind mapper this is the open source creative podcast a podcast where i ramble on about creativity process and open source software during my work commute i'm jason van gumster your host and driver so this week is going to be a two-parter traffic was heavy and i went quite a bit longer than i have been recently so i've broken the recording into two separate shows one this week and one next week Fortunately, I ended up talking about two different topics, so it breaks things up into two shows rather nicely. So, what's this show on? Well, it's it's my hunt for a new mind mapping tool. As I mentioned in the last show, FreeMind has been a, a great application for me over the years, but performance issues have made it more and more difficult for me to use in quite the way that I want. So, I went hunting, and I think I landed on a program that might be a winner. I'll tell I, you know I I tell you now, but well then you might not listen to the rest of the show, and well, what fun would that be? So, well, of course, if, if you've heard the show notes, then it's a bit of a moot point, but I'll give myself the illusion that you haven't, so that I can make it seem like there's a mystery going on or something. Anyhow, here we go, part one. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. Heidi 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 Hi there Isn't that weird? That's weird, right? No, still not a great one. <laughs> it's closer though. It's not it's not horrible, but it's it's not it's not the intro. So one day. I keep saying that. I'm gonna hold myself too. In any case, how's everyone doing? I'm not I'm not really sure where this episode's gonna go. Um Cause I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. seat of my pants? Why am I using accents today? I don't even know. So yeah, I'm I'm flying a bit by the seat of my pants today. And, and uh, we'll just we'll see where the conversation takes us. How, how does that go? Are you are just gonna listen to me, listen in on me talking to myself. Just to sort of bring you up to speed with let's just start with the array of, of fun things that have been happening this week. Well, not just this week, for the last oh week and a half, almost two weeks now, the, uh, in case you weren't aware, I'm an administrator on blenderartist.org, which is probably, I don't know the hard, hard numbers for sure, but it's, it's, I think it's the, the, the largest, at least English speaking, um, independent Blender community on, on the web. And it's a forum and, and, and those sort of things. And, and I'm an admin there. And, uh, for the last, I'll say two weeks, eh, almost two weeks, we have been bombarded with spam, like an ungodly amount of spam and a a hideous amount of spam, the amount of spam that would choke something. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not sure what, what chokes on spam. I guess most people would choke on actual spam, but the the spam posts on the forum it's so now we have we have measures to to prevent fi- spam on on the forum but it's uh being circumvented and we we've been it's been a frustrating task trying to figure out exactly how these bots are 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 circumventing spam filters or spam our fam our fam's filters our fam's filters sheesh <laughs> it's that's what I get from winging it. The, it it's been it's been a headache trying to one catch the spam bots as they're posting and and delete their posts so that it doesn't you know detract from the experience of actually using the forum. while at the same time trying to trace down exactly how they're circumventing all of our spam protections that are on the forum and it's uh I think I think I don't might be speaking out of turn I might be speaking a little uh, prematurely but I think we have some controls in place that will at least mitigate some of it. I hope it's it's been, for a long time it was only happening in one of the subforms and then once we got it like that one subform nailed out it's like squeezing a jelly sandwich and it just <laughs> it goes all over the rest of the form and yeah, it's been it's been an adventure. But hopefully hopefully we we've we fixed it. I hope. I really 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 hope. But we'll find out, won't we? So that's been consuming a substantial amount of my attention for the last, well, from the from during during the time of last episode to now, I've been faced with dealing with that quite a bunch, and it sucks. Yeah, it's so horrible. I have to sing it, and then um, let's see. Oh, so for last week's episode, I uh, I I did get some some feedback on Mastodon. And I, you know, I can't actually remember the person's name that was talking to me. I, I'm going to say that the username was FRB, but I could be wrong, and I'm going to kick myself for for not remembering it. But I'll. I can't remember the full Mastodon address. But in any case, uh, it was suggested to me to try. I remember, if you recall, I was I was sort of bitching a little bit about about FreeMind and how despite how powerful it is and, and how useful it is for the stuff that I do, the fact that it's written in Java and the fact that, uh, well, mostly because it's written in Java, it's just, it's, the UI is is clunky and kind of aged, and the, uh, and it's slow. It, it, it takes its takes sweet ass time to load and, and those sort of things. And so I was a little frustrated, I've been a little frustrated with that. And so it was suggested to me to check out Labyrinth which I'd never heard of before. And Labyrinth is a mind mapping utility that is written in GTK. Or using the sorry not in GTK, but it's using the 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 GTK that, that toolkit for for widgets. And that means it's also really, really nicely integrated into GNOME, the desktop environment, or any desktop environment that's GNOME ish, I guess. And, and it's, it's actually got some really interesting features in it that are pretty cool. Like you can you can sort of bump the the emphasis or, or priority of relations between things, and some really cool features built built into it. And it's fairly lightweight. But for me, it has a couple deal breakers. And that uh, one of them, as I mentioned before, for almost all of my creative projects, I do use version control, and I have version control by project. I don't version control uh, by whatever tool I'm using. The problem with Labyrinth is it uses, I'll say, the the same saving strategy that Tomboy does. Tomboy is a is a note-taking application built into uh, that that it's like an applet for for Gnome. Probably not the best. I hate pronouncing it Gnome. I'm gonna say gnome for gnome. <laughs> it's like a little applet thing for for gnome where you it's like a notepad, right? A little scratch pad for for writing scribbling notes and, and those sorts of things. And the thing about Tomboys. You write your text and it just saves it for you. You don't have to think about write and as you write, it automatically saves. You don't have to think you don't have to think about where it's saved on your hard drive. You don't have to worry about keeping track of any of that because was Tom by Tomboy handles that for you. Which and so Labyrinth uses that same model, which is great if that's the way that you work, or if you're using mind maps in a a kind of brainstormy ethereal sort of get it out and then not even pay attention to it later kind of way then I can see Labyrinth being very useful in that case but since I, I use my mind map as as kind of a dashboard and a living sort of living reference document for what I'm working on it, it that saving model really doesn't jive with my workflow which, which kind of sucks as I said Labyrinth has some pretty cool features into it so I I I, I had to not i mean i had to basically had to uninstall labyrinth because it, it wasn't doing it for me and desktop integration is nice and all but since i use enlightenment my desktop environment of choice uh desktop shell of choice i guess is a better way of putting it that uh because i use that the the the, the, the gnome based desktop and inv- uh desktop integration stuff again doesn't appeal to me all that much so that's that's two things that that you know I, one i'm not seeing a benefit for and the other one is is kind of a deal breaker for me so I, I was about to just sort of stop because i've 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 looked for other mind mapping utilities before and always came up short uh i, I you periodically you, you'll look for it you'll find look for open source mind mapping tools free mine comes up free plane comes up which is a fork of free mine, and for me suffer again suffers from the same problems that I have with free mind. And then you look at it, you go on, there's a Wikipedia article on, on mind mapping tools and you look at the ones that are open source and every damn one of them is written in Java. Which I don't have a thing against I don't have anything against Java in principle. But most of these are are one that written as academic tools, so they're not necessarily going to be used for creative purposes. They're not geared that way and they they're they're not built for that kind of performance either they're 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 built for organizing data sets and and traditional mind mapping behaviors but not necessarily for 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 creative use and because they're also usually built inside of academic institutions there's not a lot of attention to the design and 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 launch time and and those sort of things that i i find valuable in, in in a mind mapping tool and so and you'll see some that are web-based and, and you'll see some again there's there's i think uh so the two predominant ones that aren't free mind or free plane will be x which is on a freemium model which generally is okay but i don't i i'm not a big fan of freemium and and it's it's it has an open source it's, it's an open core model is what it is it has it has a, a core x core is open source and then you, for for Xmind Pro, you you have to pay for these additional features, and I don't have, again I don't have a problem paying for software, but I don't necessarily think that the features that they're listing as, as a pro feature is something that shouldn't shouldn't also be in the open source version. So, it, so I have some misgivings about that. Um, there's another tool out there that's called Wisemapper, which if I recall correctly is a web based tool which is kind of interesting as it kind of has an appeal to me as as a web-based tool because what that gives you is it's not, again I think it's written all in JavaScript and so despite the fact that it's written in JavaScript um, <laughs> which has gotten better over the years especially since Node.js come to the fore and those sort of things but the other advantage of this being web-based is that it's inherently cross-platform it would work on my linux box as well as my phone and 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 any of those sort of platforms which i have a lot of interest in but it it it, it doesn't work as well as a standalone kind of thing that's my my issue with 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 wise mapper was that it basically i'd have to set up a server instance i there may be a way i mean they have a a software as a service model as well but it's not entirely offline usage or or personal usage kind of kinds of ways of doing it and i mean they 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 have the code is at least on on github and and you can play with it there but again you end up having to run your own web server and and do a, a bit more maintenance on it than than i'm really interested in doing uh i don't know why you need to run a web server if it's written in javascript though you should be able to just run it straight from a browser probably should have investigated a little bit further but for those reasons, you know, it, it didn't work quite the way I wanted it to. And so, so that didn't work. And so, so I was, I was bringing a a long story, continuing to be long and rambly. Uh, I, I, I was about to just sort of, I I did a cursory look and was like, oh, well, that's the same old characters, free mind, free play, next mind, wise mapper, and a couple other small ones that, that really don't suit, suit my needs at all. And again, both of them are written in Java. And so I was like, ah, so I was about to give up, but then I saw, I saw this program called VIM, but not VIM, the text editor, V-I-M, this is V-Y-M, or I might just call it Vime, so I can just uh, differentiate it from the text editor, but what, what Vime, V-Y-M, it stands for view your mind, and I ne- very nearly, very nearly wrote it off because of its website, so... Point of note, open source kids, marketing is kind of important. <laughs> uh, having having a, a decent website, not a clever website, but a decent website uh, is important. And the reason why I say, I make that distinction is because Vime, that was a very loud truck next to me. Vime has a very clever website. And what I mean by that is that their website the website for Vime is essentially a mind map, which is kind of cool, but it 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 kind of navigates for shit. It's it, it's it's not that great of a of a navigation tool because it's 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 trying to use that mind map as as a navigation of the site. And mind maps are great for a lot of things. For a designed site navigation, not so much. Uh, it'd be nice. What would be cool would be to have a regular site or a conventional design site, conventionally, modernly designed site, and then you use the mind map as a site map. That would be kind of sweet. Uh, But as the actual site control and navigation, uh, it's a bit disorganized. And again, I almost almost wrote the program off entirely. But I took a look at it, and also the site hadn't been updated, I don't think, in a little while. So I thought it had been out of date. But I decided to look at it a little bit more and I noticed that it was developed on SourceForge. That's three things that that would concern me about any application. Uh, Sort of, you know, not that great of a website, not that regularly updated of a website as far as I could tell. And all the development hosting was on SourceForge, which uh, if, if you're familiar with any open source stuff in the last year or so, SourceForge, SourceForge used to be like the place to go. It used to be the place where open source development happened and it just got overrun with ads, and then there's some bundling behavior that was not particularly ethical. I'll say, I mean, it just felt shady. In any case, they've reformed; they've gotten a little bit better. But a lot of a lot of a lot of projects, when that happened, a lot of projects jumped ship and went to GitHub or GitLab or 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 even Bitbucket too. And, and then it was not done on. SourceForge any longer, but this particular project is still on SourceForge, and I started digging into the SourceForge page and realized that they've they've had they've been doing regular releases and they've had releases within the last handful of months. That's promising. And so I, I installed it. It's kind of cool. I have to I have to I have to say that that and also on the SourceForge page they have a video that shows usage. So they're that's being updated while the website doesn't seem to be, which is a little awkward, I think. In any case, Vime, what is Vime? I'm going to call it Vime. It may be properly pronounced Vim, but it's not in the FAQ as far as I can tell. But Vime is a view your mind. Vime is a mind mapping tool that is written in the Qt tool, cool, toolkit. That's Qt, but that's pronounced Cute. is the proper way to pronounce that. So it's it's written in Qt. Uh, I think it was used internally at Trolltech for a stretch. That Trolltech shepherds and develops Cute, And it's actually really nice. It'll import FreeMind maps, or maps from FreeMind, with all features up to FreeMind, the FreeMind, the the .mm file format, it'll import those up to uh, version 0.9, which you can either save your FreeMind mind Mind map to the 0.9 file format uh, spec, but Vine will still open Newer versions of Freemind just might not support all the features. If you're using newer features from from Freemind's maps, Vime might not support those on import. So uh, your mileage may vary there. I've imported a number of my my Freemind maps into Vime. And as far as I can tell, the only thing that's been a little little mick for me is that when it imports it, the way Freemind handles like the description text that gets tied to a node or even some node headings themselves is it tends to wrap, wrap them in html and vine while Vime will parse that it actually leaves the part html completely visible it doesn't actually turn the html into you know a rich text sort of thing so you actually have to go through and delete or clear out the 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 html tags and a few of my bigger maps i've, I've started doing that and that's a bit tedious, I might replace that with a like, try to handle that with a script at some point in the future. I don't know, but I have to say, after after playing with Vine for so far, I'd say about three or four days, I'm I'm pretty okay with it. I think I think I like it. I might it may be my replacement for for FreeMind in the near future. Um, it doesn't it doesn't read and write FreeMind file format natively. Like I said, it's will import and will export to that, but it has its own .map Z format, which Z I'm, I'm assuming is compressed. And if you look at it, um, the .map, if, if you I believe it's just a gzipped XML file. Um, so if I can find a way to save it without the, the, the gzip, without the zipping part of it, then that means I'd be able to uh, maybe have... Sort of a coherent versioning of the file that that remains to be seen. I have to check. That. I sort of do have to do a little bit of uh, investigation there. Uh, but yeah, if I can if I can get that file uncompressed or, or at least non-binary, you get, you get it as as a, the plain XML that I think it is, then then versioning that becomes really nice. I think And you get sort of intelligible diffs and and some some cool benefits from from doing that, which I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to. So yeah, that that's. A long way of saying I've, I've, I discovered a new mind mapping tool, um, that was not recommended to me, but because another one was recommended to me, it put me back on the hunt, and so I've been playing with Vime, and I like it, and, uh, it's pretty lightweight to install, and as far as I can tell, it, it can be, it is cross-platform, there are native installers for, uh, Windows and Mac, but you can't get them from the Vime website, you have to go through the SourceForge page, and that's where they have those, again, I don't know whether, not keeping the main website up to date, but you know maybe that's that's something they'll be handling in the future. At the very least, I'm just happy that it's it's seeing active development. Labyrinth, on the other hand, hasn't been, so that was also a, sort of a, a little kick in the pants on, on Labyrinth's behalf. I didn't, didn't like the fact that it wasn't being actively developed right now. But Vime, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited by. I'm actually, yeah, I'm excited by a mind mapping tool, but obviously I've been talking about it for 20 minutes, so there you go (laughs) in any case i've come to the end of my commute but i hope you've enjoyed it and i'll talk to you guys a little bit later time to get to work so the winner is vime or vim or however it's properly supposed to be pronounced i'll have to figure that one out at least it's the winner so far so far uh i have included links in the show notes to the other tools that i've checked into so you can make your own investigations and decisions based on that you can also tell me if you think that i've missed any or didn't give a fair assessment of those tools that i've listed so in any any case definitely let me know the way to do that of course is to make a comment on this episode this episode 40 on opensourcecreative.org you can also track me down i'm jason van gumster i'm on your favorite social media site as monster java guns you can also find there's a separate account specifically for the open source creative podcast called OSS Creative. and in any case in either of those places you can tell me what you think there and of course i also have a email newsletter it's a plain text light traffic thing that goes out about once a month where you get an early in on anything that i'm getting involved in you can subscribe to that on the sidebar of MonsterJavaGuns.com. all right that about does it you guys will get part two next week it's time for you to get at work see you around